This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. As the ensembles of the International Bamboo Organ Festival return to the physical stage, so a guest returns to our studio, at least virtually. Soprano and conductor Noemi Binag joins us again four years after her first interview. In that interim period, she completed her studies at the Eastman School of Music, bringing home more than a few things that have enriched her participation in the IBOF. The year of Binag's first maestro interview was also the inaugural year of the Manila Baroque Ensemble at the festival. Deeply involved as she was in its formation, she tells us more about this group that returns to the IBOF after its absence last year. Of course, Binag also shares insight on the performance of the group to which she belongs, the Viencico Vocal Ensemble. The choir, as of late, has been exploring territory beyond its more usual repertoire of early music. This year, to highlight the San Beda Abbey's romantic organ, they perform an equally romantic work in Charles Villers Stanford's Magnificat. Having heard of the organ's character from Dr. Armando Salarza in our last program, we hear about the character of the Magnificat's vocal parts, among other things, on the second of our two-part spotlight on the 47th International Bamboo Organ Festival. Before we go to Noemi Binag, however, here is music from last year's IBOF. We hear guest organist Guy Beauvais perform his own Fandango Mio on the Spanish organ in Serrières.
course, with the pandemic and everything, slowly we're starting to adjust things. For example, this year is now a hybrid of live performance slash recorded performance. What we did is to pre-record our performance. It was just nice to come back together after two years of no concert halls, no live rehearsals. Was there anything that you learned from virtual rehearsal that you brought into in-person performance? A lot of pluses and minuses. At least the plus side of that is we've learned how to be independent, learn to study the piece on our own, prepare before coming to rehearsal, as we should. (laughs) But with this hybrid setup, I guess there's more trust in the singers. There's a heavier sense of responsibility. Heavier in a good way. You are a graduate of Eastman, a graduate of conducting. Were there things that you learned at Eastman that you were able to bring into and apply to the performances at the IBOF? There are a lot. I had a subject then, which was uh, actually an elective on Baroque music performance practice. What they did during that time, the influences, as well as how to interpret, I should say, music of the Baroque, which was closer to the dances. It's amazing, actually, to connect them all together. In my experience there, I realized that there really is no one way of doing things, especially when it comes to music. There's a lot of possibilities on how to do things, how to perform things, how to interpret things. So that's one of the huge, huge eye-openers for me. At Eastman, when we studied Baroque, we did not only look at one composer, but several composers, the socio-political climate as well, and a lot of things. Apart from the theory and all the stuff that we learned, the literature, we were also able to perform them in concert halls. Of course, you're not the only interpreter of period performance in the IBOF. Having come home from Eastman with everything that you've learned, how has it been like trading insight, as it were? In my formative years as a musician, it's amazing how I learned a lot from them and how they were a part of me. That experience at Eastman, I think the introduction of other composers preceding Bach is one of my huge fascinations now, which I was also able to share with them, Sir Leo Mambevin, Sir Armando, and Sir Yudi. We were talking about it the other night, and these composers were all influencers of Bach. How did you get involved in this? I started way back 2012 or 13. We sang Frischte dich nicht by Bach. It's not easy, and it's like an um, initiation. <laughs> a baptism of fire for you, A I baptism imagine. of fire, thank you. Yes, it was not easy. I wasn't too fast when it came to sight reading. And my first time singing in Deutsch. That was the beginning of my journey in Villancico. And then every year, except when I was studying abroad, I was part of the choir. You've been with them for quite a while now. Where would you say the ensemble is headed? I think we would remain the same. We would continue to perform Baroque, the early music. But that does not limit us to performing them alone, I think. And I am proud to say that for my choir mates, I think we're able to tackle later music as well, 20th century romantic music. So you would say that uh, more recent composers are a rather recent development for the Mexico hmm. Vocal Ensemble? Of course, of course. We've been singing a lot of early music, and we've been continuing to do so. 
This year, though, we will be performing music by a 20th century English composer. We go on to the piece in question, that is Stanford's Magnificat. It's wonderful how the composer set into music the text of the Magnificat. It looks back into how early music, Baroque music, would set the text. They give mm. character into it, so it's innate in the text. Uh, for example, he had showed strength in his arm, he had scattered the proud. We sing it with a lot of force, a lot of consonants. It's easy for us to sing it. It borrows a lot from the characterization of the text. You're also a part of the Manila Baroque Ensemble. The Manila Baroque Ensemble was established 2018. It was part of my graduation recital. We were performing then Dixit Dominus by Handel. I had wonderful, wonderful friends who played string instruments. So I asked them to play for my recital. But even before that, we already had the Bamboo Organ Festival in mind, meaning the piece Dixit Dominus was already planned. How did you decide to choose the people that you chose? On the practical side of things, well, I chose folks who were my friends already. (laughs) And because we were all students then, it was an exciting moment for us, a learning experience as well. So that's the practical side of things. And not only that, they were friends amongst themselves. They had the closer relationship already. So it wasn't hard for me to get one and get everybody else. We also had an organist, which was Sir Armando, and a harpsichordist. Another friend, Jasper Domingo is his name. I allowed him to improvise in my recital because it was performance practice in the borough. My recital came months before the festival in February. So it was a good preparation for us. It bore a lot of fruit. I learned a lot in the process as well. So that's how the MBE started. And then they performed the following year at BOF. Since then, they would perform for BOF.
We heard music from last year's IBOF. Dr. Armando Salarza on the Las Piñas bamboo organ performing The Sweet Cortesana. Earlier, we heard guest organist Guy Beauvais play his own Fandango Mio on the Spanish organ in Serrière. This year's guest organists are Louis Angelo Oca and Marie Enoch Kim, who will perform on day three of the festivities. Today's guest was soprano and conductor Noemi Binag, who sings as part of the Viencico Vocal Ensemble on the second day of the 47th International Bamboo Organ Festival. All of this year's performances were recorded on site, and we look forward to the festivals and our complete return to St. Joseph's Parish in Las Piñas. In the meantime, this year's festival streams online April 8 to 10 at 8 p.m. DZFE's Tiffany will host. For more information, visit bambooorgan.org or facebook.com slash bambooorganfestival. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday, 12 midnight, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.